Hi, this is Dave Durr, and today we're going to take a look at nine verses at the end of chapter 29 that we covered yesterday, in fact. So let's look at uh, Exodus 29, verses 38 through 46. I'm going to read these right now. Here we go. These are the sacrifices you are to offer regularly on the altar. Each day offer two lambs that are a year old, one in the morning and the other in the evening. With one of them offer two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of pure oil of pressed olives. Also offer one quart of wine as a liquid offering. Offer the other lamb in the evening along with the same offerings of flour and wine as in the morning. It will be a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord. These burnt offerings are to be made each day from generation to generation. Offer them in the Lord's presence at the tabernacle entrance. There I will meet with you and speak with you. I will meet the people of Israel there in the place made holy by my glorious presence. Yes, I will consecrate the tabernacle and the altar, and I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Then I will live among the people of Israel and be their God, and they will know that I am the Lord their God. I am the one who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that they could live, so I could live among them because I am the Lord their God. So what's being described here in the first part of the passage, uh, it's, a, it's a sacrifice that is to take place daily. This is not part of a feast or a celebration. It is something God is instructing the priest to carry out each day, twice a day, and in a certain way. This is ongoing with no, men, uh, no end even mentioned. And it's different from the other sacrifices that tend to be a one-time part of a feast or one day or whatever. This is ongoing daily, two lambs a day. For God's people, the Israelites, this daily morning and evening sacrificial rhythm was another important reminder that he, Yahweh, is their God and they are his people. It brought the people's need for atonement, which is really reconciliation, to their holy God. Uh, and it brought it to the front and center of their daily lives because it was a daily sacrifice. The elements of the sacrifice, the lamb, the finely ground flour, the oil and the wine, all had a purpose and meaning in this sacrifice. It connected deeply and meaningfully with the people. It connected with them because they found out they learned more about who God is and what he had done and what he was doing daily in their lives. It was an ongoing instructive reminder and required from generation to generation. You probably also noticed that there are certain phrases and thoughts that are repeated in this passage. And of course, such repetition is always a good reason to pause and ponder the meaning. So let's take a closer look. You know, he talks about uh, his presence being there with them. Another phrase that was used is where I will meet you and speak with you. These are the words of God uh, given to Moses uh, and to the people through Moses. And then he talks about regarding Aaron and his sons being set apart and made holy. They will be my priests, says God. And he also says, I will live among the people of Israel and be their God. 
And he also says, they will know that I am the Lord God. Uh, And then finally, I am the one who brought them out of Egypt so I could live among them. We're talking about God's presence here because he says, I am the Lord, their God. So what overall is being said in these phrases? Uh, What can we learn from them? Well, I believe God is expressing, first of all, who he is and what he has done. But he, uh, he is also expressing repeatedly the desire of his heart. And that is to enjoy a loving, a caring relationship with his people. These are incredible words of meaning and promise to these former slaves. Uh, Maybe a good example of that would be, it's like a dad offering assurance to a bewildered, fearful son who's dealing with some debilitating anxiety and doesn't know what to do with it. He's scared and uh, anxious about it. Uh, and, And the dad says, listen, son, it's all going to be okay. I'm here with you. I'm not leaving you. I'm holding you in my arms. I will not let you go. Everything will be okay. That's kind of what God is saying to the people of Israel right now. His presence is there. He reminds them of that. He is their God, and they are his people. So what truth can we draw from this passage and apply to our lives today? Well, let's look at a couple of areas where we can make a connection and learn some things, hopefully. Uh, thanks to the benefit of looking back at something historical and seeing God at work and even his plans in all that, we have a great vantage point. We're able to read God's word recorded several thousand years ago and see how it connects with the New Testament and even with us today. God's word is true and instructive. It's living and active and it's relevant from generation to generation. It's not bound by time. So let's look at the sacrifice. It's a a twice daily sacrifice of a one-year-old male lamb, which symbolizes what we now understand to be the continual intersection or intercession of Christ, who, by the way, is often referred to as the Lamb of God, the one and only God incarnate, who sacrificed his own body and his own blood and therefore satisfied the full payment for our sin debt. This connection certainly points us to our need of confession as well. And confessing our sins, whether they be of omission or commission, is an admission of the junk that clutters my heart, that clutters your heart, the sin that distracts and leads us to a separation from God. Our personal confession acknowledges that and then invites God's grace to restore us, enabling us to get back on track with him. Though Jesus Christ offered himself once and for all on that cross 2,000 years ago, we know that his sacrificial offering is actually a continual and ongoing offering, just as the twice-daily lamb sacrifice here in Exodus. This further instructs you and I to continually offer up to God our spiritual sacrifices, our sacrifices of worship, our sacrifices of praise, of thanksgiving, and of confession, and doing so daily. 
In doing so, we are humbly acknowledging our complete dependence upon Him. It's also uh, making a commitment to pursue, daily pursue, Christ's likeness, to be a follower of Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does that currently look like in your life? For you individually, what are those times like when you are talking and often, more importantly, listening to God as his child? What sometimes distracts you or causes you to kind of drift away from those meaningful times? And what are some difficult things for you to confess to him? Or what are those things that you seem to be continually confessing to him? What happens when you begin living uh, with an attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude? Have you tried that just to be thankful for all that God has given you, the little things, the big things? What happens within you when you do that? Well, bear with me uh, for a little bit, a few more moments here as we take a look at some additional connections between the elements used in the daily sacrifice that we read about in Exodus and our understanding as we relate to God, our Father, Christ, His Son, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look through it, uh, through that, through the New Testament lens and how it applies to us today. So just as the one-year-old lamb's offering twice a day uh, connects us with Jesus Christ, as we talked about, the Lamb of God, the finely ground flower provides uh, a further connection to Jesus as being the bread of life. So not only is uh, Jesus Christ the Lamb of God, but now we're talking about the flower that uh, provides a connection to him as well as the bread of life. The bread also represents the necessities of life. For an example, in the Lord's Prayer, we say, Give us this day our daily bread. And that's all about asking and trusting God to care for our physical needs for that day. The bread of life also represents God's Word. And it's often used as a symbol of Scripture. The Word. Uh, This is a representation of caring for our spiritual needs. Uh, The Word cares for us spiritually. Additionally, the breaking of bread is used to describe God's family, in this case, our faith family, caring for our emotional needs. I know in my heart how much I need the bread of life in all these areas, but sometimes, and for a variety of reasons, I resist or hold back or push back uh, some of that. And it's for, like I said, a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's my busyness. I'm just too busy. I've got things to do, places to go, people to meet. Sometimes my self-centered attitude gets in the way. It's about me. I don't uh, need that right now. Uh, I have to care for my needs. Sometimes my fear of the unknown gets in the way. What is it for you? How about you? What keeps you from holding back, from diving into his word and his scripture and allowing it to meet your spiritual needs and your emotional needs as well. The oil used in the sacrifice described connects us with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is really described in Scripture scripture as our helper. Um, He lives within each Christ follower. 
It is the Holy Spirit that enables the continual sanctification of his followers. Now, sanctification is kind of a fancy theological term, but it really means that Jesus' death, his resurrection, and which was followed by the gift of the Holy Spirit, which was really Christ in the disciples, Christ in the believers, Christ in us, providing each of us through his power, the power of the Holy Spirit, a way to become First of all, right with God, holy, healed, righteous, and transformed into the image of Christ. That's another way of talking about sanctification, being right with God, holy, healed, righteous, transformed into the image of Christ. Personally, in my life, I have found it so helpful and peacegiving to repeat as a reminder of this, this truth. And I'll repeat this following phrase during the course of each day. I am one in whom Christ dwells, and I live in the unshakable kingdom of God. I'm going to repeat that. I am one in whom Christ dwells, and I live in the unshakable kingdom of God. That friend is a truth and a power for me to live, uh, in, lean into and live out. For me, there's no better reminder each day. Finally, the wine we're going to talk about the wine of that offering. It's a drink offering. Looking through the New Testament lens, this is all about the dedication, is all about dedication and commitment. It's a picture of how Christ's life was poured out for each of us. Literally poured out, emptied. He humbled himself and was obedient to death. As a follower of Christ, I am called to spend time with Jesus so I can become like Jesus and do what he did. That's what a follower of Christ Uh, looks like. Continually, I need to be pouring out my life completely, and I cannot and will not uh, be able to do that in my own power. So I I must invite in and lean into the power of the Holy Spirit each day. He's the only one who can help me. And then I can start emptying myself in his kingdom, knowing that God does not call you or call me to be or to do something without giving us exactly what is needed and what he's calling us to do or be. So how is God speaking to you about these connections between the old and the new? And what is he saying to you? What can you do today to take just one step closer to him? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lamb of God, living bread of life, we praise and bless you today for your incredible sacrifice, for modeling what it looks like to be poured out, to be emptied of self completely, and demonstrating an unwavering obedience to the Father. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, who guides us, your followers. Lord, strengthen us and fill us fresh and anew with your spirit as we engage in your kingdom work all around us. And Lord, if there is someone listening in today who desires a relationship with you, that intimacy that uh, we talked about earlier, desires to surrender to your leadership and follow you, Jesus, the one who poured out your entire life for all and for them, 
Lord, I pray that you will draw them close to yourself. May they experience your love, your grace, your forgiveness as they confess their their belief in and need for you, their Savior. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.